was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Braves and Warriors are in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Today was day three of Color War, so the Blue Sheet report is really just a litany of all the amazing stuff that happened today. It is still a close race. Blue is slightly trailing gray, like by 70, 80 points, and that is striking distance in Color War. There's a lot of points in the last days, and it should be not a problem to come back at all for blue. They are not out of this fight, not even by a little bit. Reveille today started at 7.45. At 8.25, we had Bob number two, world history for honor students. And then 8.30 was a quick quiz and a silent breakfast. Nine o'clock had Bob number three. Bob, by the way, stands for brains over brawn. It's a small quiz. This one was on international geography, something Americans are not super great at. And at 9.30, we had inspection. And at 10 o'clock, the track meet. Four. Groups 1, 2, and 3, and 4, and then the swim meet for 5, 6, 7, and staff. Then at 11.30, it was supposed to switch, but here's what happened. It was so warm today, especially and sort of surprisingly in the morning. It was very hot this morning, and so for everyone's safety, you went a little slower in the old track meet and swim meet categories to make sure everybody got plenty of water, sunscreen, keeping everyone safe. And so it took a little long. And it, we made it all the way to lunch and had only done half of what we wanted to do. And it's just it was just a, a pretty warm day. It was 89 degrees. It was humid. And whenever that happens, and whenever we're doing this much activity, we got to be careful. So we were. 1 o'clock was lunch. And then at 1.45, a sudden death cathlon. That basically means a bunch of small events that the staff does that everybody else watches. There was a rock, paper, scissors event. And then also there was a home run derby. At rest hour today, there was staff tennis. And then finally, we got into that other half of the track and swim meet. The lower camp had swim meet and the upper camp had a track meet. And at 5.15, we had staff cross country. Every morning, Cobbacy families, as I get ready to go up to the meeting, there is a lone figure that is out and about at about 7, sometimes even 6.50, and that is... Our very own Braves counselor, Jonathan Stern. Jonathan was a collegiate runner. He set it off for a master's degree. And uh, he's headed to Florida State. And he is a serious runner still. And, you know, staff cross country is kind of a long race. And there he is, packed in with everybody. And he looked very, very unperturbed. And the whistle went, and they took off. And, man, he just stayed in the middle of the pack. And it wasn't very much longer until... Everybody came back into view, and he was so much farther ahead than everybody else. And uh, Jonathan won again. He also won tribal games. Sometimes there's just no replacement for hard work and a finely tuned body. It was pretty awesome to watch. We had a 5:30 dinner, and then at six o'clock, Bob number four, general knowledge, 
all of the seven of the lieutenants in both teams. As you know, each age group has a specific lieutenant. And then tonight there was group one for Gaga, group two had archery and combined baseball throw, group three had also archery and combined baseball throw, and group four was tennis, group five was also tennis, group six played baseball, and uh, group seven played soccer. And staff soccer is going to, if, not, if it hasn't started, it's going to be in the next few minutes, and it's where we're headed next. So staff soccer played under the lights, just like seven soccer balls played. It was a very intense and hard-fought day. The cheers and the speeches at lunchtime were intense especially. There was a speech by General Miller about how, biologically speaking, a grizzly bear would be more than a match for a panther. This was answered with a serious philosophical talk by General Burrell of the Panthers about what it means to keep doing what you must do. And he quoted Billie Jean King by saying, champions are defined as champions by the fact that they keep playing till they get it right. Referring, I think, to the slightly depressed blue score, but they are certainly not down, they are certainly not out. And as I said earlier, this fight is not even close to over. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your Blue Sheet Report for today. Day three of Color War 2018. a magnificent and beautiful thing to run Camp Cobbacy for boys, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's an inner camp, and sometimes it's just one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. And those times are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. There are two, actually. The first is I got up to the afternoon track meet, and the sun had moved, obviously, in the sky. It was afternoon. It was probably 3 o'clock. And the heat had gone from a blazing, almost laser-like heat as it was at lunchtime. And sunshine was just, it was pretty oppressive. It was that white heat that you get in the middle of the day when the sun is highest. And it had gone away from that. Light was softer and more welcoming. And then up on the high, high fields there, the big tall wolf pines, they cast a shadow over the soccer field and the lacrosse field. And the track meet was happening at the lacrosse field. And the boys were running along a strip of track. It was track that was just extra low mowed grass, but it still stood out really distinctly. And so the boys were on one side over by the hillside. As you come in, as you come into Cobbacy, you look at the left, you see that big hillside above lacrosse. It started over there in the corner. Simple. All the things in, in, in Color War are simple and they're elegant in their simplicity. There is a, a line cut into the grass with a mower and then in the middle of that line is a line drawn with marking paint and then 100 yards down the road is of this track, this green track, this low grass green track. There is a finish line. It's a string held by two judges. It was Tyler Dale and Mike Sandoval, and then someone got switched out, and it was Gabriel from our last year's head of basketball position. He came back as a judge. And the boys just sprinted. It's just a straight-up race. Two gray, two blue, just a race. 
And I don't know when the last time is that you got close to boys who were just racing just to see who's fastest in a way where it's pretty clear who gets there first. There's a string and there's a track and everyone's watching. But there it is. And you see some surprising things. You see some boys who maybe just because you were making assumptions you'd think weren't that fast. And other boys who you might think were really fast who were in the middle of the pack. But what is not different, boy to boy to boy, is the look on their face. They are purely sprinting. And if you'll just pardon the exercise, just think about the last time you just went for it as fast as you could. Just as fast as you could. What that felt like. And then maybe you remember what it was like to be younger and do it. And how free that felt. How you were fairly flying. And that was happening over and over and over today. Wave after wave. And I just can't get enough of it. It's such a cool thing to watch boys sprint in the summertime. By the way, the track meet score, which I think is pretty great. After all of the waves of races, literally every boy ran. The track meet score was 49-51. How's that for a team split? That's the first thing. The second thing I wanted to talk to you about was Group 1 Gaga, which I was able to ref tonight. That is the littlest guys. I was a pretty serious swimmer, if you'll pardon the story. I was a swimmer in high school, and I swam at a Division three school in college until I discovered rowing. And I really loved watching the Olympics because our swim coach was a serious dude. He, he had the world record in the 15-mile swim, and when he was in the Olympics himself, he, had, he was placed second at one point. He was seated second, I should say, in the 1500. He was a serious athlete, and he really, really worked hard. And he really worked us hard. At Christmas break, we would do six hours a day. So, I mean, swimmers always work hard. We were hardworking even for that. And I remember thinking, he once told us in high school, that the only thing that was different between us and the very best was that we were, was talent. That they just had ungodly talent and we didn't. But we worked as hard. And he was saying that as a, as a compliment. And I remember that for the rest of my life, that I worked as hard as an Olympian. That's at least what I believe from my coach. But later, as I got older, I realized that what that was really about was realizing that he was rewarding us for our passion that we had the same fire that those guys did and i think that i know this is going to sound crazy because we're talking about gaga but you got to see our gaga pit it's a sunken pit and it is it's got stadium seating around it and there's a light you can even play at night if you want and the ground is is dust it's been pounded that way by a million you know youth small feet and there have been many arguments in the Gaga pit and many triumphs. And when you watch Group 1 Gaga, they don't know that they're not Olympians. They know that they're in color war and that there are points at stake and that this really matters. It's not cute. It's serious. And it's such a cool thing because it is a very discreet... There's no way I could even get in there and play. I'm too big. The Gaga pit is really a place for little bodies and they it, you can see them zooming around in there and they're crazy nimble they're like little blue and gray ninjas and they're flying around and you're watching something that you're not capable of doing and in that way it's also cool I feel that way about any athletic event watching the ballet or something I'm serious it is something to watch group one gaga group two gaga because they are so fast and nimble and they know all the rules and they will work together like little wolf packs and they execute and they're super passionate about it so if you'll pardon the the poetic leap here i saw in the gaga pit today 
exactly the same fierceness and dedication to their team and intensity that you'll see in group seven handball and in the rope burn and all the stuff that the big kids get to do. And I thought it was very pure. And it was a fierce battle in that little pit. When you come visit and you have some of Lewis Lee's fried chicken on visiting day, you should make it over to that pit. You'll see what I'm talking about. It looks like a proper pit. It's a place where sports happen. And that is our little informal podcast for today, the third day of the Color War 2018. Your boys will go to sleep very tired tonight, having fought well on all the fields of battle. Good counselors watching over them. Loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Thank you.